Suddenly 30 is a podcast by Emily and Lily. We are two friends who thought we would have it all figured out by 30. After ticking all the so-called boxes, getting married, buying a home, becoming mothers and navigating careers, we were suddenly 30 and trying to find ourselves in the messiness of modern womanhood. Suddenly 30 will bring you candid, light-hearted and unfiltered conversations about moving through careers, managing relationships, transitioning into motherhood and everything in between. Good morning, Lily. Good morning, Emily. How was your weekend? It was good. Oh, I think um, we've got a Merry Christmas oh, in order for you. We wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> we wish you a very good Merry Christmas, Emily. Thank you. Did I had my Santa first. Like, so we're not even in November yet, and I had my first Christmas. It gets earlier and earlier every I know. year. It's sort of nice though, like because it's not the busy time of year yet. To actually have a Christmas thing and like, okay, now we've done and something. It, yeah, and enjoy it and not feel yeah. like, oh, just another Christmas Yeah, event. I yeah. think once you get into November, December, it feels so busy that like you you don't enjoy your Christmas things so, as much. So why like, were you doing your Christmas this early though? Uh, well, we do one of our extended family Christmases usually in November, but it's already too busy for people. So we've just pulled it forward to October and just for this year. Wow. And it was really nice. Quite good. No Christmas tree or anything. Did you have a Christmas ham? Had like, a Christmas you... ham, Stop. turkey, pork. Crackling, like every Did everything it feel that unusual? you want. No, it felt great, and I have. I actually normal. had that meal for lunch on Saturday, dinner on Saturday. You've done the full Christmas lunch thing. on Sunday, dinner last Christmas night. Leftovers. Literally had four meals of wow. Christmas food. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, you're I, in the Christmas spirit too. I'm really in the Christmas spirit, actually. But I also, well, I've I've already bought my wrapping paper. I've decided <laughs> my theme. I've been buying ornaments. What's the theme? I don't know how I'd describe it, but my wrapping paper is vintage William Morris. Oh, I don't know wow. if anyone knows what they, that Lush. is. But anyway, I've been slowly collecting. Um, some of it's, you know, like copyrighted. Oh. But some of it's legit. Wow. Each to their own, you know. Yeah. Like who can afford to spend $300 on a wrap? That goes in the bin well, as well? no, because I'm going to use it for the kids' <gasps> presents and then like I will help them unwrap and then like fold it back. <laughs> I will. I will. (laughs) Not all of them, but some. Um, So just, you know, some vintage kind of patterns and paintings and things like that. Stunning. With some velvet ribbon. Wow. Some like silk ribbons. Yep. Really, really going the full the full thing this year. Well, this is the Mm. first year that I'm gonna have Christmas in the house. Your home. In my proper family home home that we're gonna have Christmases here every year. Yeah. Um, That's so nice. So yep, I've gotten into the spirit and I actually saw something on Instagram that said that people that put up their Christmas tree earlier, a study yeah. has revealed that they're happier. Yes, so I saw that. It's a sign of I'm happiness. Like, put it, I th- if you don't have a real Christmas tree, put it up in November. I know. Why I really put it up on the 1st of December and then only have it for a month? Like it's just not long well, enough. Well, it is a bit of a slog to keep a Christmas mm. tree alive. The one and only year that I've had a real Christmas tree in our old place mm. It died before Christmas mm. even came because I didn't. No Why one told just, me I had to water it. You joke. It, it's a live tree. Well, I just didn't really think it through, did I? I just Why had a baby. Why don't you get a fake too. one? I do have a fake yeah, one. Okay. I've got a fake one. It's Put it three up. meters high. It's Put it up. Insane. I'm going to. Yeah. I am. Aren't you supposed to wait till. Um, First of December, is it? What? No, I thought you're supposed to wait till, like, in America, you wait till Halloween's Halloween. over. And the mm. day I remember in San Francisco, the the main street, Market Street in San Francisco, would be decorated with Halloween the for October, right? The webs come right? down? No, no, I swear to God. That Halloween occurs. The night is Halloween and there's all cobwebs, skulls, you know, all that, pumpkins everywhere. You wake up in the morning after the day after Halloween and it's Christmas themed. The whole city, yes. Oh, yes. So nice. I love Christmas. Same. It's my favourite time of year. Christmas. I love presents and I love giving. Oh, okay. 
I love to give. <laughs> I, I love I to receive. I, I love to receive, but I also love giving. I, like yeah, I actually, I, I love buying things for people that I actually know they want <laughs> or they'll really like. I'm not joking. I'm a nice, <gasps> I'm empathetic, just sympathetic like, I person. love to give. I do. I do. I love to receive more than I love to give. <laughs> I will happily admit that. Um, oh. Okay, so actually on the topic of Christmas, so mm-hmm. you've had your Christmas. I'm going to put up my Christmas tree. Yes. Wrapping paper is at the ready. Mm-hmm. Do we should ask listeners? Mm. Do you guys want us to put together a Christmas gift guide? Yes. Um, Can we send please? us a message if you want us to? I'm I'm v passionate about prepping for Christmas early, and also uh, are you passionate about giving? Maybe I'm <laughs> passionate about giving. Come to think of it, or I like to just put together plans of yes. what to buy. Like I just yeah. like the organization of and it I all. And I find Christmas every time I get to it, I'm like, okay. People say, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like yes. I forget what I want. I all all year I want things. I'm like, I want this and I want I know, that, and I, I don't know. get it for You've myself. Start then you get list. to Christmas, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want. So actually, I I like gift guides. Like if Same. I had a gift guide for different types of people or adults and kids and like yes. men and women, blah, blah, blah. And unique gifts. There's nothing yeah. worse. You know what it is? I like receiving gifts as we've established. Mm. I like giving gifts, but what I don't like is rushing out to the local mall, mm. lastminute.com and trying to find a random gift no. that's actually crap. Yeah. And I, like I don't purposeful. like, you want yes. it to be, I want, if I'm giving something to someone, I want and thoughtful. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like, like to give when there's, and also sometimes you know, I also am not very passionate about um, like twenty dollars secret Santas. Like, no. I just it's just crap it's and it's wasteful. And I, and I find it wasteful. It out, no I would offense. rather if you can afford and you have the means mm. to do a little bit of a bigger budget and get yeah. something that is really useful, really nice, special. Yeah, there's only one Even time a year. Even when we talk about doing secret Santa with our friends, like the Santa steal, I'm like, if we're gonna do it, it needs to be like I know worthy of we're stealing. In, you know, and it needs to be. I know we're in a like crisis financially with yeah like hashtag inflation. inflation as I go on and on about here I am saying <laughs> everybody just just up your secret Santa budgets <laughs> no, just spend a hundred dollars if we're gonna do it I'm like it needs to be fifty dollars like I want to get some nice a set of four glasses well no but you know what it is it's not that it needs to be fifty dollars mm. we're in this financial crisis no one wants to be spending any amount of money on something crap that's going to go totally. to waste so yeah. if you are going to be spending the money it needs to be purposeful it, yeah it needs to mm. be thoughtful and have a use and last and you know just yep. like be something so of do you want a christmas yes. <laughs> gift guide is what we want to know like yeah. please tell us please come and message us on instagram that's yeah. usually where we're responding to your messages so please yeah. tell us and we'll we'll put it together probably on some kind of sub stack yep. i think we love and maybe to make some little videos yes yeah, yeah sure just sure. add more work to my plate I'll make it. I'm joking. Anyway, yeah. So do you want a Christmas gift guide? And who do you struggle to buy gifts for the most? Mm. Is it yourself coming up with gifts for yourself? Is it for your partner, kids, friends? Mm. Do we want like a $50 secret Santa gift guide that's for like random? You don't know who's going to get the gift. That would would, be a good one. I would love that. I would love, love, Well, I think let's just do that because that will be fun for us anyway. Done. Anyway, so let us know whether or not you tell us that you want it or not. We're probably going to do it Mm. anyway. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Emily. Yeah. Next topic, I actually have something that I... Oh, I'm... you're introducing something today, are you? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not going to do this every week. Okay. This is just one thing that we're going to talk about. Mm. I don't know why. I just thought it was really interesting <laughs> and I've been mulling it over this week. What are three things in your life that mm. if you could afford to outsource them mm. to like someone else to manage, mm. what would you outsource and why? I would outsource cleaning. 
Absolutely. Gotcha. Like I, I, if, if I could afford to, I would have somebody come and clean my house top to bottom every day. Like I just love when mm-hmm. there's like no dust, no crap around. <laughs> Probably um, also washing. I would Laundry. You know, yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, do I just need like some sort of like housekeeper or an all-rounder? But mm. if we're talking about specifics, I do cleaning, laundry and what else would I do? Like I wouldn't outsource cooking because I actually enjoy oh, I cooking. I would. Goodbye. Oh really? Yeah, hate it. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think of a third thing that I'd outsource. Maybe I'd get. I know. I'd want a chauffeur. I'd want someone to drive me around so that I could just. I hate. I hate being in the driver's seat. Like whenever Luke and I go somewhere, I'm like, no, nah, I'm. I am the passenger. You want to be a passenger. I want to be a passenger. No. So I'd be chauffeured. I just think I drive better than everybody else. So I want to. I. It would annoy me. I would. Back but you can seat. still be a backseat driver. No, but how annoying! Mm. I'm paying somebody yeah. and they're not driving how I want them to drive. No, Waste of my money. What would you do? What would you outsource? Chef, private chef, one thousand <laughs> billion trillion quillion percent. I would get a private chef. I freaking hate cooking. No, you know what it is. Yeah, no, I would have a private chef, but the main reason that I would want to outsource that mm. is the prep, like the meal yeah. prep and planning. I hate it. The I mental hate... side of like, yeah. what, are, what are we going to have for dinner this what week? What do we have? Do we have the spice in the cupboard? Yeah. Oh, lamb's $500 billion this week. So those lamb koftas that I was planning on making yeah. aren't actually a good idea no. for us to make. Um, that. Yeah. Like you want to outsource the, the whole thing, the whole thinking yeah. behind it. What else? Um, I want to outsource. A landscape gardener. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I really want to have a lush English Someone garden come at to my your house. Garden and every I have the black and thumb. Yeah, yeah. I've got a black Lovely. thumb. But I, I would want to outsource it that they're maintaining it while mm. teaching me yeah. how to have a green thumb. Oh, so you want to learn. I really want to learn, but I don't want – I don't have – A, I don't have the time to learn mm. right now, but also I don't want to have to learn on my own. I, I like to learn yeah. from someone and watching someone. Yeah. So I would outsource that. Um. I mean, Dan does the laundry, so mm. I can't really say I'm going to outsource no. that, aren't I? What's my other? What about oh. cleaning? Oh yeah, God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I forget that? Go. Mainly, I do like to. I like to vacuum myself. Mm. Vacuum I mean, is therapeutic, like a, but a it's nice, more like, like Max. Like, give it a good. Yeah, scrub. yeah, love it. Like, there's mm. something therapeutic about vacuuming, but dusting can go to hell. Oh, yeah. Hands and knees, bleaching a shower and bath go to hell. Oh. Toilets go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're my three love that for you decent and no. you wouldn't outsource cooking that's so no, interesting i think i like i mean if i could have a private chef i would but i would want the option to still be able to bake and well, i like, they're actually, not gonna like hold cooking. your kitchen hostage <laughs> get out of here emily <laughs> like you'll still be able to enter your kitchen <laughs> stop it um, um what i need to know what's on your wish list for this week oh uh, well i did want this um jacket from mm. posse mm. It's sold out. Oh, I'm so annoyed. I I'd know. like you know I'd when like, you're arming and ironing about something. It was in my cart, and I was like, yeah, "I'm gonna get I this." That. I bought the matching skirt, and I was like, "Yes, this is like mm. such a Christmas vibe, just forever vibe." Mm. Love is it. it. Jacket season. That's the question I have. Um, it could be right now because mm. it has been a bit back mm. and forth on like a, the jacket. Just the way they styled yeah. it was stunning. Anyway, I really wanted it. I was just like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. I'll just mm. think about it. Like I gave myself the 24 hour rule. Think about it over 24 hours. Then I just forgot. So maybe it it's wasn't, gone. you know, sold and out. then it's done and sold out. Oh, and then I messaged sucks. them saying, are you getting it back in? They said, no, unfortunately not. That. And now I'm like scouring Depop, scouring mm. Marketplace, scouring Vestiaire, like the real, real, like I don't even know if they're going to sell it on there, but I'm looking everywhere because now I need it because also, I can't get it. put your, like, I don't know if they have it on there, but put your email I did, in. You know how I already sometimes did. Yep, it's I like they me. email you if it becomes I'm actually going to check right now because like, I've got anxiety that while I'm talking to you, it's... 
available. Yeah, like it's come back. I actually like, want something off Posse too, and I've just is this just, on your wish list? Um, well, it's, it's I'm putting it on my wish list right now. Oh, okay. Um, is the overalls that you have? <gasps> I'm obsessed. I can't with them. stop wearing them. Get them. I'm obsessed Get them. with them, and then we can wear them both on Mondays. That maybe that's our uniform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Our yes. Podcast. I just uniform. feel like it's a good. You can wear it to work. You can wear it like being <gasps> mummy. Oh, is it available? <laughs> Emily. Emily. Buy oh it. no, it's the. <laughs> I had another. Oh my god! I just had a imagine. My heart's pounding out of my chest. No, I have a back in stock notification from Posse at nine forty, so an hour ago. But it's for something else that I put my name down for. Not that. Warm sponsorship. (laughs) I know. I love Posse. I wear it today, and it's, it's immediately sold out. Wow. That's so annoying. Oh, my God. Anyway, wow. I literally need to, like, calm down. I need to take a deep breath after that. (laughs) I thought I was about to be like, I'm going to buy it. (sighs) Okay. So you you want the overalls. I want the overalls. I want the overalls. I, well, I I also have been scouring Marketplace and, well, not actually more a Depop gal Mm. just because they're exy. Like they're an investment, which I'm happy to spend money on an investment. I think I need to I need to do a bit of a cull from my wardrobe. Yeah, I want to buy a new item. I need to. Put That's some why more I'm. Stuff I have purchased like Actually, full transparency. I, That's I, why. No. Can I, yeah, but I, can I just ask you, how was your weekend? Because I know I've just like yapped on about my own Christmas. I actually had a really good weekend. Oh, I, good. I got through a week of solo parenting. Seven days. Well done. Seven nights. You did it. Of solo parenting. Um, Dan came back from his trip. Um, was so good to be back just to rely right. on somebody else. Just you know what? Just even have company mm, to talk to, to talk somebody to. At, at the end of the long day with the kids. So we just had family time. Really went to the beach. It was beautiful, lovely. Went to the beach, found shells, played in the backyard, dug sandcastles, like dug holes and built sandcastles. Yeah, I don't, I don't like touching sand with my hands. So oh, I one didn't of those. Really, yeah, one of those. <gasps> Um, didn't really, didn't really do much of that. But then did did odd jobs around the house. Hung Great. hung a mirror. Took Dan and I yeah, a whole I day. To hang, yeah, I love Dan. I love the little antique. I love Dan. <laughs> I, I love Dan. I love Dan. Um, no, I love the mirror. Yeah, we. I found it at an antique shop, and then it took us so long to hang it. it literally, mm. took us a whole day. Mm, it looks beautiful. Um, but yeah, it does look good now, doesn't it? Um, doesn't it? And then we, yeah, it does. Cool. Just did odd jobs. Really, nothing Great, to report. I didn't have Christmas. Oh well, you we, know. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about body image and dieting. We ended up having a very insightful conversation about what body image is, what impacts it and how you can improve it and how to build a healthy relationship with food. And we go into sharing some of our own experiences too. If you are listening to this episode and it sparks thoughts for you about your own relationship with your body or with food, we want you to know that you are not alone. Body image concerns are really common. There was a recent survey that found that 90% of young people aged 12 to 18, which I guess tends to be where your body image concerns are, are at their peak, um, have some level of body image concern, like 90%. That's like nearly everybody yeah. has body image concerns. They can start at a really young age, even younger than 12. Um, and can I guess 12 to 18 is typically when you start going through puberty too. Totally. So there is big changes in your body. So yeah. it's not surprising that people start to experience, may start to experience body image concern during to- that time. Absolutely. And I think we we talk a lot about today about body image and, and dieting, but this is only just sort of the beginning of the conversation. I also do want to preface this episode by saying that 
yes, we do talk about body image issues and we do talk about eating disorders. So if you are feeling vulnerable in regards to your body image or your relationship with food or this episode raises concerns about you or about a loved one, there is support available. You can contact the Butterfly National Helpline and they provide free and confidential support to anyone in Australia who is concerned about eating disorders or body image concerns. They provide support via phone, chat and email and you can contact them via phone on 1800-ED-HOPE. So let's get into the episode. Hello, Emily here. I just wanted to jump in and let you know that we have structured this episode a little differently to our usual format given the importance of the topic. Throughout the episode, I will jump in and give a bit more context where it is needed. As a dietitian with experience working in this space, I have seen firsthand the impact that body image concerns and a person's relationship with food can have and I understand the importance of raising awareness about this topic. So I think a good place for us to start today would be to talk a bit about body image and what is positive and negative body image. So essentially body image is a combination of the thoughts and feelings that you have about your body and the way that I see body image is I guess there's four aspects that influence our body image. Firstly, it's our perceptual body image and that's the way that you see your body. And this isn't always the way you see your body isn't necessarily how somebody else might see your body. It's your perception of your body. And then there's our affective body image, which is the way we feel about our bodies. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then there's our cognitive body image and this is the way that you think about your body. What do you mean the way you think about your body? So well, how is that and how is that different to, to perceptual to, body image? Yeah. So so your perception is like the way that you see yourself. What like how visual. do you how do you perceive yourself? Yeah. Whereas cognitive body image is it's like your mindset towards your your body. Uh, okay. Cognitive side of things is what can lead to a preoccupation with body weight and shape and what wanting mean, to preoccupation cha- um, wanting to change that okay. and being um, f- can be f- make you become fixated on things yeah. okay. and the last aspect of body image is your behavioral body image and that is essentially the the behaviors that you may engage in as a result of the perceptual affective and cognitive body image so the way you see yourself the way you feel about yourself and the way you think about yourself essentially impacts then how you respond Mm -hmm. so if you're feeling really good about yourself you might want to nourish your body more whereas if you're feeling crappy in yourself that might lead to distorted eating behaviors my perception of my body actually like if I think about it or my like cognitive thinking Mm. about my body is more about what other people have said to me about it it's not actually what I think and then if you're thinking more about other like what other people how other people are perceiving perceiving you rather than how you're actually perceiving yourself and it's because of what other people have actually said so Mm. I only I hear what other people have said in Mm. the past or even you know in recent yeah. like year like not just only from like 10 years ago yeah. but like so I only hear that but I don't have any of my own individual thoughts about my body yeah that's not a bad thing like yeah. if you don't you don't necessarily feel really negative towards your body you don't feel really positive towards your body you just sit you just it doesn't it doesn't change who you are as a person no I don't no. spend time thinking about it and I I have found it I, I definitely I think I have spent time thinking about it, but again, like only when other people have made comments about it, Mm. but it's not something that I am like actively thinking about it unless it's like been brought up to Mm. me by somebody else. And I I think I found this particularly triggering when I was pregnant Mm. 
because the amount of comments that I got when I was pregnant about, yeah. and I'm sure this is common for most women, yeah. but the amount of comments about like from other people and it really highlighted to me how other people think about bodies and body totally. image and size and all of these things because I was not even thinking at all like no oh how I'm growing I had no issues with like gaining weight not gaining weight mm. how my like body was taking shape it was all about like I just felt like absolute shit for nine months yeah but pregnancy um, just opens you up to yeah it's like people people just think that because you're growing a baby and because your body is obviously going to change when you're pregnant yeah that they can just say oh you're so big oh you're so small yes. oh oh you're really oh you're all in your tummy oh yeah that was like, it that oh, was are you having twins like, yes you you, it's insane. you just you can't say that to someone yeah. and no matter where you are on that spectrum if someone says to you that you're too big or too small or wherever you may be it's you, shit it's shit regardless yeah you don't, well I, I even found it like when people would say to me oh you're so you're so lucky you've only gained weight in your tummy like it's only the baby you haven't put on any weight yeah. anywhere else I I wouldn't personally find that offensive but I found it really fucking annoying mm. that I was like why are you it, it was more I felt like violated that somebody else was putting their insecurities and perceptions yeah. of what like is good and bad on me. And I'm like, yes. that's your body image issue. Don't put that on yeah. me. Like you're telling me that I'm lucky and then I'm like might be standing next to somebody else who's they're not saying that to that's also pregnant. And it's just like it just made me feel icky. Yeah. I don't know. My opinion about commenting on people's bodies, whether you're pregnant or not pregnant, mm-hmm. is nobody should comment on anyone's body. Yeah. You should not comment on you like you should not say to somebody you're you've gained weight or you've lost Nothing. weight or yeah. like it's it's never okay mm-hmm. to to make a comment about someone's body and i i suppose i'm coming at this from the perspective of i work in eating disorders and i work in mental health yeah so you know why it's important yeah to not and i and and some people might not like some people hearing me say that that might not be comfortable for people in society it is a societal norm to comment on someone's weight if they've lost well, weight. Well, maybe not even weight, just appearance or, yeah. in general, but oh, yes, specifically. Oh, you so good today. Oh, yeah. oh, you've lost so much weight. You look yeah, great. you look amazing. What? But little, we, we might not know that that person's actually experiencing an eating disorder. Like, yeah. we don't, it's just. But also, it's also implying, oh, did they not look great before? Like, was everybody thinking that that person looked shit exactly. prior to losing weight? Like, it just, it's so layered. Yeah, I, I it, it infuriates me when I hear somebody comment on someone's body. I'm like, can, like. Yeah, we have, like just shush, have like have no we not right. moved on? I know. Yeah. Now that we've talked a little bit about body image, I just wanted to jump in and give you a bit more information and context around what is positive body image and what is body dissatisfaction. So essentially positive body image is when a person is able to accept, appreciate and respect their body. And positive body image is associated with self-acceptance, high self-esteem and having a healthy outlook and behaviours. For many people, having positive body image requires work. Um, It's not something that comes naturally to people and the the society that we live in pushes us to not be satisfied with the way we look or the way... um, our our bodies are. On the other hand, body dissatisfaction occurs when somebody has persistent negative thoughts and feelings about their body. Body dissatisfaction is an internal emotional cognitive process and it's influenced by many external factors and 
very often it's to meet that societal norm or ideal for what we should look like. I actually think for like what you've described is that you actually have because I know I said before you like you don't feel really positive or you don't feel really negative about your body Mm -hmm. but what you've described I would actually like just thinking about it now Mm. is you actually have positive body image because you you are able to accept your body the way Mm. that it is and you respect your body and like essentially that is positive body image but do you think because I'm stereotypically Mm. the like societal desired frame Mm. that that plays into it. So I I ask myself that sometimes if I didn't have the frame and size that I am and if I did like gain a lot of weight during pregnancy, would I have felt differently about my body? Is it society telling me that I'm okay so therefore I'm okay with it? Potentially, yeah. Interesting. Potentially. We know we live in a society where there is a thin ideal and Mm. more often than not, like somebody is praised for mm. being in a smaller body or losing weight. So, yeah. really? you know, I've just had a thought mm. about my personal body image because I was mm. just trying to think back to being in high school because I think that's probably when people's body image issues are at their height, yes. right? Yeah. And I didn't have any I I didn't have any negative feelings about my body weight, mm. but I'm now remembering when I had my scoliosis mm. and when I had the surgery yeah. for that, that was a huge cause for concern for me personally, yeah. like in my mind, about not the shape as in the, again, not the no. shape as in the size, as in the as in the as in the, the fact that I appearance? yeah the physical appearance, yeah. the fact that I had scoliosis, the fact mm. that I was going to have a huge scar that wrapped around my side. I, and I believed that I was never going to get married because of that for a period oh. of time, that a man, like, couldn't love me because I had a scar so oh, crazy. <laughs> I, I remember saying it to Dan yeah. too. How weird is that when we met? I um, remember you having insecurities about that. Yeah, so I, I felt insecure about I – d- I guess I did have body inse- mm. insecurities and maybe I still do have a little bit of that, but mm. it's more related to – like the abnormalities, if that makes yes. sense. Not not specifically related to your weight. Weight, yeah. yeah. Not related yeah. to my weight. Not, and but, and I also think I'm like fully just remembering mm, all of these thoughts mm, that I used to have that I maybe don't think yeah. about anymore. Which is which is really showing growth. What you're describing now is you you felt those different things when you were like post your surgery and then yes, like in those years after and maybe before you met Dan and. But it's, it's actually the fact that you don't think about this as much yeah. now is actually showing growth for well, you. I, yeah, I was going to so, say, what can yeah. you what can you actually do if, you've, if you're recognising that you don't have a positive body image? Yeah. What are some just like immediate steps that you could start taking to build a more positive body image? Yeah, so so for, for most people, like doesn't mean that you're like negative about your body at all, all the mm. time, but a lot of people are dissatisfied with the way they look and mm. they have negative thoughts and feelings about their bodies and there's lots of things you can do to help build on that and it doesn't have to be big changes but just small things that you can do to help build your body confidence. One thing I would used to do with my clients all the time was focusing on your positive qualities, thinking about what are the things that you are good at like, and writing it down. Like, Good I am, at in your body? Um, or good at just, just like in general good in, good in general like it yeah. could be a skill or a talent or a quality something that's that's positive about you and mm-hmm. write write it down yeah. I used to do this like in my early 20s I remember when I was at uni and at this stage of my life I was I, di- mm-hmm. I didn't have a very positive body image and mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of work to build my body confidence and I used to like say in the mirror something to myself every day and it's so 
stupid. No, that's great. And I just like I became that. this thing for me and I would just repeat it to myself all the time. Yeah. And it was not necessarily thinking about my physical side of things. It was more so thinking about who I am as a person and picking out the positive yeah. things. Yeah. The other thing is having goals that are focused on your health rather than that are focused on your weight so Mm -hmm. if you're starting to do pilates because you want to lose weight Mm -hmm. that's not a reason to that's not that's not sustainable and it's not going to make you keep going it's not going to be a motivating factor yeah yeah. and you're not doing it because it makes you feel good you're doing it to change your body Mm. so i feel like that's why i'm going to pilates at the moment but mainly it's not to to feel stronger though uh yeah, yeah to feel stronger and to um close my like ab separation yes. I have so that I don't have a sore back anymore. Yes, but that's a good thing. Okay, they're they're right. health focus. That's really good. Okay. That's a health focused goal. That's a good example. Sorry, we have a little um, <laughs> visitor in the in the recording studio. <laughs> Murphy woke up from her nap. Are you happy and down solo there? Solo parenting, so she's. <laughs> She's got a bicky and a bucket. So sorry if you can hear her in the background. So that's an example of a health-focused goal. Like that's actually good. You want to fix your ab separation. You want to to feel stronger in your body rather than being like, I want to change my body. The other thing is, is, and this is a big one, especially postpartum, is buying clothes that fit your body. Yes, hallelujah. I've just been doing this. Don't buy clothes that you want to fit into or that you used to fit into or if there's something in your cupboard that you know that's not going to ever fit you again, get rid of it. Well, and this comes back to our conversation that Mm. we had in previous episodes about my struggling to get dressed in the morning. I think this isn't really to do with – or maybe it is to do a little bit with my body image – but it's more that when I'm getting dressed in the morning, I'm, I was finding it hard until I bought things that fit me properly because yes. my body has changed. My hips are wider. Yeah. Like I, I also need to be breastfeeding. So like the um, like utility, is that the word? Or like mm. how I'm actually using my clothes has changed. Yes. yes. And so I'm finding it hard to get dressed in the morning because I'm trying to fit what I've got into a box yep. that I bought these clothes when I wasn't living in that box, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So I think that comes – like I, I understand – that completely makes such a difference i used to do that i would buy jeans like a bit tighter and then i'm like i can never wear the jeans because well every time you look at them you're like oh i'm supposed to be this weight so i can fit into them yeah yeah whereas i'm such a big advocate for buy things that fit you and suit your body and you that you feel comfortable in and Mm. that you can like if you're a mom that you can run around in and chase after your kids and if you want to breastfeed breastfeed you you need to feel comfortable in what you're wearing The other thing that I think is really tricky now and something that we can do to help improve, yeah, do you think so too? To help improve our body image is being mindful of what we engage with on social media and what we follow. So, yeah, if you're following somebody on social media and you look at their stuff and it makes you feel like crap, unfollow it. Like you don't have to follow things that make you feel shitty. Mm. Um, And I'm a big advocate for that. And I often will go through and do like a cleanse of my social – I like will go through and I'm like, no, I don't like engaging with this. And you're you're like, when I'm seeing these images, it's not making me feel good about myself. So why would I? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is comparison. Like comparison is the thief of joy. I truly believe that. And we need to be really mindful of comparing ourselves to others. Even what we were saying about pregnancy before and people comparing themselves to your body or Mm -hmm. to my body. And we're all unique and we're all Mm. built in our own body shape and frame. And what what you do is different to what I do, but what works for you is different to what works for me. And And it's out of our control. It's totally out of, yeah. So we Mm. can't, 
we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others. So in Australia, we've made a lot of progress in the body image space. And in 2023, the Australian of the Year was Taryn Brumford. She is leading the body image movement. And she had an amazing documentary that she brought out maybe six or seven years ago called Embrace. And it was all about body image issues and followed her path and journey to accepting her body and now she's I think maybe last year she brought out a a kids version of embrace and it's an amazing documentary yeah I think it must be targeted at like school age yeah school age kids and teaches them about nourishing and moving and respecting their body in a in a healthy way so that yeah we are recognition there's recognition that people experience body image issues and it increases the risk of disordered eating and eating disorders and we need to do something about it Mm -hmm. i just wanted to touch on the term healthy in general healthy is a state of well-being and essentially is a combination of a person's physical mental and emotional health a person's physical health alone will not determine if they are healthy so we can't look at someone and tell if they are healthy or unhealthy instead it's about a person's mental and emotional well-being their social well-being the way they feel within themselves their relationship with food and so much more it's very holistic and it's important that we consider all of these aspects when we're talking about healthy i feel strongly that you can't look at someone and say you're healthy you look so healthy yeah and it means and health means different things to different people but it's essentially defined by like are you physically well are you mentally Mm. and emotionally well Mm. like do you have a good support network do you have good relationships and I think you need to nourish all of those aspects of your life to be healthy Mm -hmm. so like some of the things I would look at to define health would be are you moving your body in a way that you are enjoying not for not to punish your body, yeah. but to actually like to do or something to tr- you enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and are you looking after your mental health? Do you do meditation? Do you go to yoga? Do you do Pilates? Do you have time to switch off away from your phone? Mm-hmm. Are you sleeping well? Do you wake up feeling really good? Yeah. Do you spend time with people that make you feel good? Mm-hmm. And I guess, and then are you in or in all of that are you eating food that nourishes your body and mind and makes you feel yeah. good and when i say that i'm not just meaning food that's healthy my meaning food that's yeah, you're doing yes, air quotes. nutrient yeah. rich and like you're eating plenty of fruit and veggies and grains like a, a well you're eating a well-balanced diet. diet but then also eating things that make your mind feel good and that are for satisfaction like having chocolate and having an ice cream or yeah. doing things that satisfy like the emotional hunger and the yeah and yeah. enjoyment too. yeah yeah and not feeling guilty about yeah. it I think there that's how I would define health and I think if you can focus on those things and not have the focus on your weight or your body yeah that's only one yeah. side of it yeah yeah, yeah exactly Before we jump in to talk about dieting and diet culture, I just wanted to jump in and share with you a little bit more about what is dieting and why I encourage people to steer away from dieting and instead focus on a more well-balanced and sustainable approach to eating and health. So dieting is essentially the intentional change of a person's eating habits with the goal of achieving a specific outcome. So this might be changing your weight, improving your health or addressing a medical condition. It typically involves 
involves a structured plan or set of restrictions that are aimed at controlling or changing the composition of your diet to achieve these results. Now, when I'm talking about dieting and not recommending dieting, I'm not talking about, as an example, if you are experiencing irritable bowel syndrome and you are working with a dietitian and a gastroenterologist to address these underlying issues and and work out what it is that's causing you to have gastrointestinal problems. I'm not referring to that. I'm talking about restricting your intake or changing your diet as a way to change your body or the way you look. We know that these types of diets are unsustainable and often lack the nutritional value that we need to have a healthy balanced diet. They can also come along with many other negative health effects and that might be from a physical perspective and also an emotional perspective. I'm really encourage people to try and find that balance with food and no food is good and no food is bad and all food can be enjoyed as a part of a healthy balanced diet. Where do these good and bad food categories come from do you think? I think just in society we we, Mm. we've just labeled food as being good and bad. Yeah and maybe it differs culture to culture as well. Yeah totally and And, but we we have this hierarchy for how we describe food and I even I think about the most recent which I think is probably due for an update soon but like the not the the triangle it's not the the pyramid now it's a circle Mm -hmm. but the plate is yes has like all of the essential foods in the middle but then what we would like classify as quote treat foods is on the outside and tells Mm. us tells us that we should only have them sometimes which is fine but it instantly puts those foods on a a pedestal and then makes you think oh if I eat too many of them or I should I should be avoiding that and if I eat too much of it then I'm wrong and I'm like I've I've failed I used to talk a lot about with my clients about like the being on the diet cycle where somebody's like yep okay I'm going to start a diet they restrict their food intake and then when they start to restrict they feel deprived and then when you feel deprived you tend to want to break the diet rule Mm. that you've created for yourself and then when you break the diet rule you feel guilty and then you start back again at the The start and you it's and it just becomes a cycle of dieting and feeling crap about yourself and never getting anywhere. And the mental load of that is exhausting. It's exhausting. exhausting. So Emily, have you noticed any recent shifts or changes in diet culture? I think with diet culture and dieting, it's been around for tens of thousands of years. Even like if we look back to like medieval times, people <laughs> dieted different to how they do today. Like those, their body image ideals were different then um, to what they are now. But I think definitely in more recent years, there is more of a trend towards that like clean eating and trying to eat in a really like, in a way it becomes really restrictive. Whole Um, foods. Whole foods, yeah. Which if it's a healthy balance way of eating, okay. But when it's that people are trying to eat really clean and no additives and no like it, it becomes really restrictive mm-hmm. Other in reality in, in, in today's day and age that just the way food in maybe western culture is set up it mm-hmm. it's if you're following that kind of diet it becomes restrictive it becomes just by restrictive. nature of how our food is available to us yeah here. yep i think also people there is more information available and people do make choices around their food that might like for example like veganism much more common especially in the last sort of 10 or so years and it can become a really restrictive diet if it's not followed in the right way the other thing that I think really influences that like clean eating side of things is 
social media and what we engage with and like there is that those types of diets they're promoted through social media dieting is one of the biggest risk factors for the development of an eating disorder right so a person who diets is much more likely to develop disordered eating or an eating disorder which is why i'm like don't die don't diet off the back of that should we talk about ways that we can better build a healthy relationship with food yes so hello it's me again i just wanted to jump in before we talk about building healthy relationships with food and explain a little bit more about what a healthy relationship with food is the relationship that you have with food is one of the most important relationships that you'll have in your whole entire life a healthy relationship with food is essentially when you have a balanced and positive connection with eating and you can make food choices that promote physical and emotional well-being they respect your body's physical and emotional hunger cues and you don't have any behaviors or negative attitudes towards food and eating. A healthy relationship with food means that you are able to eat a well-rounded, healthy, balanced diet, which includes foods from all of the food groups, and then also includes foods that you love without feeling guilt or shame around those foods. It also means being able to eat intuitively, so being able to listen to your body's physical and emotional hunger cues and eating mindfully, so being present and aware when you are eating. And then also being able to eat food in moderation, eat food without guilt and shame and have respect for your body and and enjoy the food that you are eating. My biggest tip for building a healthy relationship with food is being able to understand your hunger cues. So being able to understand when you are physically hungry and when you are emotionally hungry. Mm. So physical hunger is like, it comes from your tummy. It's like mm. that grumbly, grumbly feeling in your tummy, that feeling of emptiness, like you know, you know you need to eat. Whereas emotional hunger comes from your mind. It's often a sudden feeling and it is often a craving for a particular type of food. It can only be satisfied with whatever it is that you are craving. I can feel you think like, of yeah. a time when you've been like that? I feel, I feel like whenever... My kids, Mm. and this is like specific to postpartum, whenever my kids like start crying like in their sleep or like when they're not supposed to be like awake or something, I, on my way to going to their room to settle them, will get a square of chocolate. Yeah, it's like a can. Like it's it's an emotion. I need to do this to get through this. Well, I don't even think I'm thinking that, but I just immediately like if I feel that sense of like, oh, my God, like the kids are up or, you know, something – I will subconsciously like walk to the fridge, get a square of chocolate and go in. But you're not actually hungry. You're not actually physically hungry. You're just doing it out of habit. Some people, though, I should just preface this by saying some people have lost touch with their physical signs of hunger. They don't actually feel physically hungry. Really? Why? Either they've tried to push it aside and ignore the physical signs of hunger because they may have been trying to go on a diet or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you push it away for long enough, yeah, you, don't you can feel lose it. touch with it. It's normal to eat for physical hunger and it's normal to eat for emotional hunger. Like sometimes we will eat because we want to satisfy our bodies physically because we we are hungry. Mm-hmm. We are physically hungry, and that would be like when you're having your breakfast, lunch, dinner, or your snacks. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we emotionally eat and that is also okay it's just when it gets to the point where where if we're restricting and then binge eating and we get into that cycle and it's 
and we have a really unhealthy relationship with it and we lose control. What if, what if you're emotionally eating but you don't feel negative about it? Well, it, it depends to what extent you are. Like if you're emotional eating and you're having, just as an example, you're having a chocolate bar mm-hmm. and you're able to have that chocolate bar and that be it and that satisfy the emotional craving, that's okay. It's when just, would it not be okay? Eat if like, you were binge eating and right. then feeling really guilty about it and okay. then But what if I just had one yourself? chocolate bar and then I felt guilty about it after? That's not positive. That's not positive, no. We, that's, that wouldn't... We'd want to. We we you'd you'd want to be doing some work there to build on your understanding of why you're eating. Yeah. At that time, and then just working on not feeling guilty. Yeah, yeah. You you because you you want to be able to eat any type of food and not question yourself. Like you want to be able like to eat. Not, don't have the thought. Just eat and it not and think, move oh, on. I shouldn't have eaten that. Right. Like you you that having a healthy relationship with food is being able to eat anything. And not feel guilty about it. I would say that's how I feel 90% of the time. Great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I just don't even think about it. Yeah. I feel like that too. Yeah. I used to not. Like yeah. In my early 20s, I wasn't like that. But how now... Do you, how do you feel... How do you think you, you changed it? Uh, definitely a big one was having a better understanding of when I was actually hungry and when I was emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying I don't emotionally eat. I, I think everybody does. Do. I just said that I did when yeah. I'm going to get yeah. the kids because yeah. it's stressing me out because yeah. they're awake and I have a, yeah. a bit of chocolate. And then <laughs> not seeing things as being good or bad. So I don't think, I don't see any food as being good food or bad food. Food is just food and it all nourishes your body in a different way. Yes. Some foods will nourish you physically more and some foods will nourish your mind and I think that having that mindset has has helped me and I don't like I don't restrict anything I Mm. will eat fruit and veggies and grains and proteins and I'll have a bit of chocolate and I'll have healthy fats and I'll like I have I have a bit of everything whatever you feel like whatever I feel yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's good and I am able to control the amount that I do eat in in a healthy way Mm -hmm. um, to have a good balance (laughs) sorry if you can hear this hopefully hopefully not too much Uh, and I think the other thing is not over complicating it like eating well and having a well-balanced diet doesn't have to you don't have to add in all these different powders and have this really extravagant diet yeah I think that is hard I I definitely have thoughts of like sometimes mm. I should have more collagen or more this or more that and I should like sprinkle it into foods but when I just let go of that and just eat or you know my my big one that I hear all the time Mm. in my brain is I need to eat more leafy greens I need to eat more leafy greens because I don't eat that much but I I will eat eggs black beans I'll eat sweet potato potato, capsicum yeah like yeah I might not have like spinach every single day yeah that's okay yeah and that's okay you're eating a well-rounded balanced diet you've got a variety of fruit and veggies in there you've got like you've got a rainbow of foods you're not just eating one type of food yeah but just because i don't have kale and rocket and spinach in there every day doesn't mean that i'm going to be okay (laughs) you're going to be okay i guess that is a thought that i have about my diet yeah it's probably the one and only yeah don't put pressure on yourself because You'll, well, I don't ever change it, do no, I? I don't ever good. go, I should have spinach. I just go, oh, well, I haven't yeah, had another making, day without spinach. You're making spinach. a spinach pie. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Thanks so much for sharing this knowledge with everybody today, Emily. I feel like I've learned a lot um, and maybe recognised some things in myself too that Pleasure. will be really helpful. I'm so glad. But I, I think just to round up as well, it would be helpful for you to just – summarize I guess if someone has recognized in themselves today or maybe in a friend or you know a family member something like that they've recognized that 
um, maybe they don't have a very positive body image or recognizing patterns of some restrictive or disordered eating. What are some, what are the kind of top things that they can do today to Mm. help make a change? Yeah, I think the biggest one is changing the conversation that we're having around you don't need to change your body. You don't need to change who you are, but it's actually about learning to love who you are and learning to love your body. And rec- like th- like going back to some of the things that we we talked about in today's episode, thinking about what are, what are the positive things about you? What are your po- positive qualities and attributes? Um, and focusing on learning to learning to love you rather than needing to change you. I think in terms of building a healthy relationship with food, we want to become more in tuned with what our body is telling us our body does a really good job of telling us when we're hungry and telling us when we're full and telling us when we're eating emotionally but we actually have to stop and listen to it in addition to that learning to eat more intuitively um, and eating more mindfully and being more present when we're eating what would that look like like taking taking 15 20 minutes to just stop everything else that you're doing and sitting at the table yeah like like, like other things that you do in your life like eating is for eating so like sitting down at the dinner table and not eating in front of the tv not scrolling on your phone when you're eating um thinking about food like thinking about the taste and the flavor and the Mm -hmm. texture and like really enjoying what you're eating mindful eating yeah yeah and i think in terms of building a, a healthy balanced diet thinking more about what are like what are all the things that I can include in my diet and I mean you can include everything but making sure like am I eating enough fruit and veggies am I eating enough whole grains do I have oh, enough focus lean on protein inclusion. focus don't think about I mean there's nothing that's off limits but thinking about what can what can I actually have more of and what actually nourishes my body and what nourishes my mind and what makes me feel good um, and that might be that's a that's having a bit of everything and not not so much thinking about what are the things I need to limit or restrict because nothing is off limits and if you have a healthy relationship with food and you've established a healthy balanced diet you can, you can enjoy it all without feeling guilty and shameful. Yeah. So that's my biggest things. Love that. Obviously today we have talked about body image concerns and, and eating disorders. So if you are feeling vulnerable in regards to your body image and your relationship with food, or this episode has raised concerns for you or for a loved one, support is available through the Butterfly National Helpline. They provide free and confidential support to anyone in Australia concerned about eating disorders or body image issues. They provide phone chat and email support and can be contacted on 1-800-ED-HOPE thanks so much thanks for listening it's been amazing we'll see you next week bye bye thanks for listening to this episode of suddenly 30 if you enjoyed it please subscribe and give us a review You can also follow us on Instagram at suddenly30pod to stay up to date with behind the scenes, what we've been up to and future episodes. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.